Good evening, North Georgia. It's Ralph Taylor, and it's time for another edition of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. As always, we bring you the best in bluegrass and folk music right here on WBCX 89.1 FM, uh, where there's nothing but the good stuff. And folks, tonight I have got a show for you that is full of folks and full of folk music. Uh, we have been uh, tracking my visit to the Southeastern Regional Folk Alliance. You're going to hear the acronym SURFA a good bit tonight because, uh, of course, when you have a recorder and you travel to these conferences, I wanted to bring and capture to you not only the music of these artists, but the artists themselves. And so tonight, we've got a jam-packed show for you. We're going to be presenting interviews that I uh, had with uh, some of the artists that I met there, uh, and then uh, some of their music. I really want to try to capture that uh, visit for you here tonight. Uh, I enjoyed my visit there in Montreat at Surfa with my son, Sam Taylor, who's in town from the University of Southern California. And uh, I can't wait for you to kind of capture this feel of Surfa right here uh, on 89.1 on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Uh, tonight, we've got the interviews of about four different artists. Buddy Munlock from Nashville, who is a seasoned veteran, and R.J. Cowdery, who is uh, starting her second career uh, as a folk musician. And then uh, a Japanese banjo player, <laughs> believe it or not, who went on to uh, the Berklee College of Music and is just an incredible instrumentalist. And then a family who tours playing music called the Hollands. And so I'm glad you're here with me tonight. Tonight's all about folk, so I hope you settle into your favorite chair, pour yourself a nice tall glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. We're going to get things started, ladies first, uh, with a tune from R.J. Cowdery, and then we're going to go into the interviews that I had. I actually sat down with R.J. and with Buddy together because you've got the seasoned veteran Buddy Munlock, and then you have R.J. Cowdery, who is just beginning her career. So let's get things started with a tune from R.J. Cowdery's CD uh, called uh, For the Long Ride. Here we go. Thanks for being with me. Some days you feel like shouting, some days you call it quits. I've fallen off my wagon, I can't get back on it. I wonder if it's just a phase, something I'm going through. I wonder, yes I do. I wonder if I'll ever write a song that I like. Cause all my words get jumbled. Hanging out there every night I can see my time slip shorter As my life is going long And I wonder on and on Don't worry about my state of mind Don't feel sorry for my pain It's a place I've been before I'll be again I know this cloud is lifting And I'll be back on my stride I'm here for the long ride 
call it lack of discipline You can call it what you want As long as I am breathing And my wheels are spinning round I'm not lost Maybe I'm found Don't worry about my state of mind Don't feel sorry for my pain It's a place I've been before I'll be again Well, I know this cloud is lifting And I'll be back on my stride Cause I'm here for the long ride That's R.J. Cowdery uh, from Ohio, and uh, the first half of this show is going to be featuring my interviews with Buddy and with R.J. We sat down together with my digital recorder right in the middle of the room, and uh, you're going to hear some background noise in these interviews because there's a lot that goes on at Folk Alliance when you bring 200 folk musicians together to share their wonderful craft. So let's go ahead and get to know Buddy Munlock and R.J. Cowdery. Here we go. Well, folks, uh, welcome to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. We've uh, taken a little bit of a, of a break from all that's going on here at Surfa, uh, and we've kind of cuddled up in a corner here with Buddy Monlock uh, and R.J. Cowdery, uh, both terrific uh, singer-songwriters. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, Buddy, let me start with you. Tell us a little bit about you, and you're, you're in Nashville now, is that right? Yeah, I've been living in Nashville for 25 years now, uh-huh. but I grew up in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. What part of Chicago? Uh, I was a south suburban kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'm a White Sox fan. <laughs> Cubs for me. I don't need them. Well, well, tell me about your background in songwriting, how you got into music. And... Well, I don't know. My, my parents always had great music playing in the house, you know, so everything from old Burl Ives records, you know, with the Grey Goose and, and uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary stuff and and musicals, things like that too. So I was always singing from the time I was a kid uh-huh. and started lobbying for guitar lessons when I was like eight years old or something. Uh-huh. And they actually told me, this was, I think this was good psychology because they, they said, well, we talked it over and we think your hands are too small. So if you still want guitar lessons when you're 10, we'll spring for it. How about that? Yeah. And of course, that's all I could think about for the next two years. And <clears throat> by the time I said, it was the first thing I asked for my birthday when I turned 10. So you got the guitar lessons? I did, yeah. All right. And, uh, and how did you make the transition into to music as your full-time passion? 
Well, I never, I wasn't sure. I mean, I was doing it all the way, you know, from that time on. Fifth grade, I was playing at the school assembly and stuff like that. So I was involved in, and in musicals and shows and things like that, too, and uh, playing, starting to play open stages then in high school and all that. So it was always a big part of who I was. But I was also, you know, like a sciencey guy, and, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure what I'd do with my life. And I decided to, I would go to college. I went to a liberal arts school, a little tiny one. What, where is that? St. John's uh-huh. in Annapolis, Maryland. Really? Far away from home and completely different environment, but... Uh, really cool school, great books program and stuff. And my aim was to just, okay, while I'm here, I want to f- really try and figure out what I want to do with my life. And uh, and the first year was awesome. I got into like Homer and Plato and the Greeks and all this talking about philosophy and all that stuff. And second year, it kind of got more into the Romans and Aquinas kind of sort of rationalizing why they should still read Aristotle and be, still be good Catholics, too. <laughs> it just, I wasn't as captured by that. And I, I went home that summer, and and I, while I was home, I'm a cousin of mine, older guy, Ray, Wisconsin Willie, he did this Willie Nelson thing at state fairs. And, and uh, we played, both played at my grandmother's 70th birthday party in uh. her backyard. And he was so encouraging to me. I mean, I, I looked up to him because he was a professional. He was making money playing music, you know, and that was pretty much all he was doing. And he was really encouraging. And I, I started playing open stages at the Earl of Old Town then, too. And, and I was getting good feedback. And I just thought, you know, this is, this is really what I want to do. This is all I really want to do. Uh-huh. So I gave up on marine biologist and philosopher and all that stuff and just concentrated on the on playing guitar and writing songs yeah yeah and you've been in Nashville for how long now 25 years yeah yeah I moved there in 88 I've been on the road continuously really? you know? yeah. yeah I'm maybe away half the year wow yeah yeah that's great and RJ I know that you're from Columbus Ohio is that right that's right yeah. um, 20 years or so. Yeah, and I, I, I listened to your showcase and really enjoyed your music so much. Tell us a little bit about how you how you made your journey into music. Always music on in the house, lots of country. My, my, my parents were, my mom especially, was old-time country stuff, Connie Smith, and, you know, George Jones, and Loretta Lynn, and, and then some bluegrass thrown in there too, which I, I dearly loved, and uh, playing hymns and get together with my Nobody really played a guitar or anything. Everybody just got on the porch and sang, you know. And when they'd have family reunions, we just sit out there. And I would always kind of hide in the back and listen. And then I would go tear away, be on my own, and then I'd go put all the records that they had on and, and sing by myself in the basement, you know. Oh. And just learned all those songs and would sing harmony to it and just kind of just developed this passion. I, what it did to me was so powerful how I felt when I heard songs like that, that somehow I was able to turn that into you know, being able to express myself through that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of started out. But I, I've worked in, I worked in healthcare for many years and played music on the side and finally took a trip to Texas, Kerrville Folk Festival, and yeah. kind of changed my direction. Yeah, fantastic. A whole lot. Yeah, and how long ago was that? That was in 2008. Yeah. So I just... I've been away from my full-time job for three years now. Yeah, 
Yeah, is it exciting for you? I mean, how's that going? It's been really cool. I, I've, this is a community of people that I, I'm so happy that I found that I, I just try to imagine if I'd never went, what my life would be like now, and it would not be as as fulfilling, that's for sure. Like yeah. so many people want to make that leap and don't do it, but I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a very supportive family that it, we just decided to, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, wow. Let's make it work. Yeah. yeah. So tighten the belt up financially and make things happen. Yeah, yeah. See how long we can go. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Munlock is a very well-respected songwriter in Nashville. In fact, he's recorded songs with and, have, and has had his songs recorded by such great legends as Guy Clark, David Wilcox, Nancy Griffith. And uh, tonight I want to uh, share with you a couple of tunes from his latest CD called Memory Wall. Uh, this tune is called The Ugly One.
Buddy Munlock, and now here's part two of my interview with Buddy and RJ. We're here at the Southeastern Regional Folk Alliance meeting. Um, uh, Buddy, have you been a, in Folk Alliance for a while, or is this a new experience for you? This is my first Southeast Regional Folk Alliance. I've, uh -huh. I've been to a lot of the, the National Folk Alliance conferences and a few of the Nerfer ones, Northeast Regional ones. Yeah. 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 And what is it meant to you to be a part of the Folk Alliance? I think it is. I mean, what RJ was saying about community, this is, this is one of the ways that we get to connect with each other. Because, you know, normally we're all off in different directions. Uh, but there's a few gathering points. Kerrville Folk Festival is definitely one of them. And then these conferences, the national and, or the international one, and then the regional ones too, is a place where we all suddenly are in the same place at the same time, and, and we can, you know, play our new stuff. RJ and I were just up there with Daryl Purpose trading the new stuff, you know, what we're working on, and yeah. things like that. We don't get to do that as much back home, or or when you're just on tour somewhere, you might run into one or the other or something, but. Here we're all together. It's great. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because it seemed like, although you're all are trying to uh, build your audience base, uh, kind of get your music out there in the corporate world, there's a lot of competition. But you don't feel that here at these gatherings. It doesn't seem like. It seems like there's a real uh, cooperation and encouragement between you guys. It is a family, it really is, and kind of that support that you get from each other because you find that you're really leading the same lives parallel. You're passing each other probably on the interstate and you don't even know it. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a base to, to, to find, to relax and discuss how you're doing on the road and how things are happening in your world and just take a breath in and, I don't know, it's just, it's a great way to, to keep up with everyone. Yeah. And then you could not see him for months and then come back and like, hey, how you doing? So it's, it really is a family. Yeah. Well, RJ, I guess since you were kind of a newcomer to this as of 2008, I mean, have you drawn a lot of uh, uh, tidbits or uh, tips about how to market yourself and about your songwriting skills through this collaboration? Oh, wow. I mean, this is where you pick up a lot of that stuff. You can steal from other people. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question for both of you. I'd like to get your perspective on this. You know, today's culture is such an American Idol kind <laughs> of a culture, you know, and for a lot of folks that are just listening to mainstream radio or whatever, you know, they think that's where the music is, but but when you come to a place like this, you really see where the music is, you know. Either one of you, let's start with you, RJ. How does that, this whole American Idol culture fit in? Well, it has a place. Obviously, it's, it's where our culture is going. But I think this genre of music has survived for such a long time. Being The, the Cribble Folk Festival was a perfect example. It's 40-some-odd years. Of, of gathering and to have the, the listeners that want to hear and feel this music it's not going away yeah so I you know it is what it is that the, the cultures change a little bit and you know I, I was invited twice to try out for the voice but I turned it down twice but really? I know several people who are uh, as, as well it just wasn't for me yeah and I think you know I know I have friends have been have been on it and I think it's great vehicles for exposure if that's what you want and you can if that's your personality and you feel like you can reach that, for me, it, it didn't fit me. And that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with those things being there. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, there's only been a few points in modern times anyway when, when folk music, which is basically what this is, is all folk music, you know. Mm -hmm. It's people's music. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, 
there's only been a few times when that actually was the popular thing. But it's still, I mean, there was always other stuff going on. Um, and almost always it was something else in the mainstream. But this has always survived. And it's not like, you know, when RJ and I are gone that there's not, you know, a dozen fresh faces to, you know, doing great, cool, interesting, innovative work that aren't going to, you know, step right in. Yeah. Because there's, there's, I think this music is really alive and well. There's just a lot of young Young youngsters, as I can call them, I guess. They're really, I mean, they're they're just really good, and they're 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 going to carry carry it on really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, what about you? What, what, anything that that comes to mind? That uh, oh yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with what you said. It's it's always going to be here. Um, you know, you find people who love folk music. Uh, I enjoy it, and. Some of my friends enjoy it, and you know that's all we need. Yeah. Some banjos and guitars, <laughs> and there's the knife. Now here's a tune from R.J. Cowdery called I'll Keep Trying. Lately it's been hard to concentrate been worried about every little thing The head keeps telling me it'll all work out And my heart won't let me chase that string Ten years feels like yesterday The past just follows me around I can't break free can't let go these memories that keep holding me down it's a long road you've got to ride nobody really understands how I feel inside I can't explain more than I am I'll keep trying I could never right my wrongs Seems like I always made the big mistake And I would give up all I own Just to hear your heart unbreak It's a long road, gotta ride And nobody really understands how I feel inside, I can't explain more than I am. I'll keep trying. I don't remember when the sky was blue, and I don't remember never loving you. It's a long road I've got to ride And nobody really understands How I feel inside I can't explain 
more than I am. I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. I'll keep R.J. Cowdery, I'll keep trying. There's no doubt in my mind that R.J. will keep trying, writing that great music. Now this is the conclusion of my interview with Buddy and R.J. Here we go. <laughs> Buddy, is there any, uh, any performance that you've, as you look back on your career, that you think, oh, that was just my moment, that was that just you always think about, that uh, was very hmm. special? There's a couple of those. There's a few of those. Um, one in particular that comes to mind right now is uh, I actually got to, to do half an hour by myself on stage at the Albert Hall in London. In London? Yeah. I, was, uh, I, had, I had made this record with Maya Sharp and Art Garfunkel where we kind of, the three of us and the producer all wrote songs and recorded them together. Really? And so we were on tour for that. It was called Everything Waits to be Noticed. And... Uh, and I was so, I mean, that was on the on the tour schedule was the Albert Hall, and I was so looking forward to it. And Maya was, too. And the way we did that show live was Maya and I would each come out at the beginning by ourselves uh, and each do a couple of songs as the kind of, we were the openers for for the, then Art and all of us. And uh, sadly for Maya that day, she had laryngitis. She couldn't she couldn't sing her solo set. Oh gosh. So I, it was up to me to go out and fill the time. So I got to do a half an hour all by myself in that place that I'd read about and you know seen on television. And, and it was just kind of amazing. I was, I was really on top of the world that day. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. What about nerves? How do you guys handle nerves? You know, I, I get nervous more excited, I think, brings on the nerves. and. Somehow, once you make that first strum on the guitar, somehow it just Settles feels in. right in yeah. your heart and in here. And for me, um, it's the best feeling ever is to have that nervousness and excitement. Um, but they don't go away for me. I mean, you get comfortable, I think, but it's it's part of the excitement. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm doing my official showcase tonight, and I'm going to be nervous yeah. for yeah. that. Yeah. Even though I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, you get up there and especially places like this where it's such a supportive environment, you know, and suddenly you realize they're not they're all on my side out there, you know. Yeah. And you start to burn off that adrenaline a little bit and it, it just all comes together and yeah, you start feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, RJ, um, take us into the next five years. What where would you like to see that? You know, I've just been talking about that. I, I've even written a song about that um, question about what's happening with, with, with me maybe in the next five years, or my peers and my friends. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a writer. I mean, I'm a little older starting this, and I think my path, my, my goals might be different. For me, it's just to write another song that might be better than the last one. Maybe not, it might not be any better, but for me it feels better that I've gotten stronger in, in writing, because I like to communicate with people on that and as long as I'm I'm doing that my, my f next five years will be 
very similar to what I'm doing now because I don't know if there is another level to this. You know, I don't know. There's so many of us now that's doing this, but as long as I'm feeling good about what I'm doing and connecting with people that I meet and that want to hear my music mm -hmm. and that's very fulfilling, remains fulfilling, it's, it's going to be on the 70 year track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I have 20 left in me. So there you go, girl. That's right. Or just, you know, one day at a time, one foot in front of the other and, and the friends that I'm making along the way has, has also been just the best. Buddy, how about you? How would you answer that question? Well, similar to what RJ said, actually. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, I'm not sure that there is, like she said, that like, where's the next level for this? I mean, we kind of do what we do. Um, you know, you're always hoping for a few extra people in the seats, but it's not really the reason that you do it. That's just part of what makes it work better sometimes. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just want to keep making recordings and keep singing for people and keep connecting with people that way. Yeah. Um, one thing that's been a little bit new for me and exciting as, as an addition to all this is I've been doing more teaching, uh, doing songwriting workshops, uh, usually a one-day thing, but uh, like last year I taught here at Swannanoa mm -hmm. in North Carolina, and this year I'm teaching at the Kerrville Folk Festival. So oh, yeah. it's this chance to stretch out a little bit more too, and I, I really enjoy that part of it. As you might have noticed, I, I enjoy talking about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, <clears throat> and I, I get so much out of it too. You know, from the from the the people in the workshop with me. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. I want to continue to do that. And yeah, just keep on track here. And also mm -hmm. for someone like me, just yeah. to add to to be able to learn from people like Buddy, that you know you've looked up to for many years, even though if you're not even immersed in the music at all, you've heard his songs, you've, you've heard his music, and, and this community allows you to, 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 to be a part of it. It's not like you're, uh, you know, watching it through a television screen where there are big some, you, you, they're unattainable, and you learn from people like Buddy, and, and it, it's really a connection that, it rubs off, it really does rub off, and it feels so, you know, it makes me smile just to be able to, to be included in, in, the, in, the, in the family. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We were talking with, with Scott Alaric earlier today about yeah. Tom Paxton, uh -huh. who you yeah. know, if there's a superstar in our world, that would be one, right? Right. But sure. he's he's as accessible as any mm -hmm. anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Yeah. My last question is: Do y'all need directions to Gainesville, Georgia? <laughs> I probably do. Because yeah. we, we expect you to cool. to for your paths to come down. You know. That'll be so. great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Sounds good to me. Yeah. 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 Well, thank y'all. We all have GPSs now. Yes. So I think we can yeah. find you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got plenty of bedrooms, so you've you've always got awesome. a place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank you and congratulations for all that you're doing. Um, for, for those of us that, that enjoy your music so much, we, well, thank you. we appreciate it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Now here's one more tune from the masterful Buddy Munlock called The Disappearing Girl. some dates we had some fun you made me feel like I was someone you like pretty well maybe even more here I am standing 
outside your door Where did you go? Where in the world? What happened to the disappearing girl? Did some gigs, you went to Peru. We both came home, but I still miss you. Did you get scared? Back to just friends. I'd really rather kiss you again. Where did you go? Where in the Disappearing girl So I ring your bell, nobody home I thought I'd see you, I'm here alone Just when you come, you're standing right there But you start fading into thin air Where did you go? Where in the world? What happened to the disappearing girl? Where did you go? Where in the world? What happened to my disappearing girl? What happened to my disappearing girl? Buddy Munlock, this is Ralph Taylor, and you're listening to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Tonight we are taking a trip to the Southeastern Regional Folk Alliance, where I met some wonderful musicians, such as a Japanese artist who grew up on bluegrass music and was trained at the Berklee College of Music. Have you met anyone like that? You're fixing to. Here's Hiroya Sukumoto. That's yep. good. Well, we're here at Surfa and and my new friend Hoya, and share your last name with me. Skamoto. 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 Uh, and you're from Japan. Yes, I am. And uh, you've got a great story and do do some great, great music. So tell us a little bit about how you got into folk music. Uh, that's actually what I started when I was a teenager, and in, after, in, Japan. in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I started playing five-string banjo, uh-huh. which was pretty rare thing. Yeah, how did, how did you get interested in five-string uh, banjo? Because uh, I wanted to play guitar, but my father is kind of funny guy. He found a banjo uh, at the thrift shop or something, but he wanted to play the banjo when he was young. Uh-huh. And then 
he came home and then he, you know, kind of forced me to play the instrument. But I didn't know what it was. And so, but I, I like the look, so I tried, you know, and just playing around. How about that? Yeah. Well, what kind of music were you hearing in Japan that would be banjo related? Was it was it bluegrass or what? What inspired your father to want to play it? And then uh, because my father is about like late sixties, and when he was young, a lot of folk music, bluegrass music came from here, you know, 70s, 60s. Yeah. Like Peter Paul and Mary and, you know, so that time was like, how, how can I say? The folk was big in Japan. Really? Yes. That's interesting. So did yeah. you grow up listening to that music? Yeah, I grew up listening to a lot of bluegrass music. Yeah. Well, did, did your dad play uh, music? Yeah, he plays fiddle. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So did you become proficient on the five-string banjo? Uh, I kind of stopped playing in high school because I went to rock. So, But uh, I came back in college, and I you know, I, I played bluegrass music. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed that uh, your, uh, uh, your music has a lot of intricate um, finger-picking. Mm -hmm. And do you think that kind of is derived from your proficiency with the five-string banjo? Yeah, especially my right hand. Yeah. Yeah, three-finger yeah. style. Yeah. I think so. So um, tell me about how your, your music has developed after you yeah, learned like the five-string banjo. Um, yeah, I, I went to jazz in college, too. And then uh, I really wanted to study deeper about jazz, so I came to Boston to study jazz. And then after moving to New York, uh, since New York is surrounded by, you know, very uh, international musicians, right? Yeah. So I, there I play all kinds of music. And then lately in these three years, I try to focus on, uh, I try to create with everything around me, you know. Yeah. Now, and you had studied at the Berklee College of Music there in Boston. Yes. Before you went to New York. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now you, I think you teach as well. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you play music all around New York, different type of genres, or doing mainly your original work. Uh, I occasionally do some sideman gigs. Uh huh. Different kind of music. Yeah. 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 But I like doing my own things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you shared with me that uh, you've got some big news that happened a couple of months ago. Which one? About oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you better know. You better remember what that was. Why don't you tell everybody about that? Yeah, I got married uh, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, that's right. I'm locked, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the difference in cultures in terms of mm -hmm. the musical experience? Is it... Uh, um, is it much richer here in America, or...? That, yeah, that's what I think. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's especially this kind of music, you know? Yeah. Root music. Yeah. Because it's coming from here. So. Um, do, you, do you enjoy introducing mm -hmm. folks in Japan to the music that you're experiencing here in America? Yes. Is that something that, that really means a lot to you? Yeah. Yeah. I like doing that. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. where, where would you like to be in, a, in the next few years with your music? Uh, where? Yeah, I mean, what, where, what would you like to see what, happen? Um, like my plan, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I try to... I want to, you know, introduce myself to new new people yeah. in the States. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Well, there'll be some folks in Gainesville, Georgia now that'll know your name after tonight's show. That's great. So, <laughs> you have a wonderful uh, skill, and uh, I'm excited. To, you've got a new CD. Yes. And what is the name of your CD? It's called uh, Hotline. Hotline, yeah. Yes. And uh, I'm excited to introduce that to the folks around Gainesville. That's great. Okay? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. All righty. All the best. Thanks. Folks, here's Heroya's wonderful tune. His guitar work is going to blow you away. It's called From Coast to Coast. Here we go.
Oh, yeah. I tell you, Sam and I had the good pleasure of hearing Heroya perform that tune live at Surfa, and boy, what a great night that was. Can't wait to get Heroya down here to Gainesville so we can southernize him a little bit. And boy, I can't wait to meet his dad, a banjo-picking fella from from Japan. Isn't that something? Well, folks, you've noticed a common theme with all the interviews we've had tonight, the importance of the home, the importance of music in the home of these wonderful artists. Well, the Holland family takes that to the extreme. If you think you've got a busy schedule at home, just wait till you hear what the Holland family is up to. And here we go. Here's my interview with the Holland family. Okay, um, Holland family, welcome to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. This is the parenting instruction <laughs> section of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Um, <laughs> we've been enjoying the Holland family here at Surfa. So why don't you tell us about the Holland, fa- the Holland family? All right. Well, we are um, a husband and a wife and two children. Uh, my name's Jana. My husband is Craig. Our daughter is Graciana. She's 16, and our son is Banjo, and he is turning 12 in four days. Yeah, and this is a cool little interview because. You have your daughter with you, and mm-hmm. I have my son with me. Sam, say hello. That is cool. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. That's so, great. so, so now, where are you all from? And tell me about what you've been doing here. Yeah. So, uh, I was born in Michigan, Grand Rapids. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm a Midwest girl. Grew up on the Great Lakes, and my husband is from Australia. Um, yeah. I had a... Does he have a real long knife that he keeps in his boot? <laughs> no. Everybody says that. <laughs> but he has a really great mustache. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's great, yeah. Um, and so, let's see. I, I was... Uh, I'm a PK. Do you know what that is? No, we're from, we're from Georgia. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pastor's kid. Oh, and, and yeah. So, yeah. And so is my husband. And uh, I went a little wild and... The, by the grace of God, I got Graciana here. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, when Grace was two, I met Craig, and we fell in love, and we moved to all three of us, moved to Australia. Oh, wow. And uh, then we had our son, Banjo. Yeah. And uh, then we moved back to the United States, where I pursued uh, singer-songwriter stuff. My husband had been in a punk band for a lot of years that toured nationally and was sort of a political world peace band and uh he kind of got out of it went into construction and i always wanted him to play with me and he's like nah i'm punk rock i can't play folk music and so i was like well grace you come sing with me so she's been singing with me since she was real little yeah and and y'all did a wonderful duet tonight at the Mm, showcase as part of your your set that was beautiful thank you now gretchen how old are you 16 and how long have you been playing since I was born. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You like singing with your mom? Yeah. Yeah. I do. When she yeah. was about eight, she would say, Mom, we're going to be like the Judds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, but. <laughs> so, you know, y- y'all have been touring a lot, is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, the journey with Craig and I in our marriage and just longing to connect musically, eventually he started playing with me and he had some shifts in his life you know I think guys go through a thing when they're in their 30s where they maybe I don't know find themselves or something in the 30s in the 30s I don't know 50s yeah yeah, maybe. yeah yeah that's right yeah the, all the guys in the 30s all of us in our 50s we've got it all together yeah. 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 but something like that happened and he I don't know he kind of had this epiphany that 
you know, life was more important uh, to be connected and to share gifts and talents with each other. And so he sort of initiated that form of us as a duo. And then our kids just, you know, they always were around when we were yeah. rehearsing. And they just would start chiming in. And eventually, it, you know, we sort of got over the... I don't know, the industry stigma of family band and decided, yeah. you know what, screw all that. This is more important is the legacy of sharing these moments with our kids. And wow. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. And uh, two years ago, we purchased a, a motor coach, uh, a bus. So it's like a MCI-9, like a Greyhound style bus. Yeah. It's 40 feet by 8 feet wide. And um, it was totally... We had to gut it, and so Craig's been, all, all these two years, he's been building the systems, like the electrical and the plumbing and wow. the cabinets yeah. and building it out. And So we've learned a lot about what we need in life and what we don't. Um, we connect a lot with communities along the way. and I bet, yeah. And stay yeah. with a lot of host families, so the kids have had the opportunity to meet so many amazing people around this country um, that are doing really neat stuff, um, not, e not even just in the music world, just... Yeah amazing people doing social justice work doing so so are y'all pretty much homeschooling the kids mm -hmm. on the tour yeah so yep. graciana how's your how's your teacher been this year my teacher been well actually <laughs> my mom is not my teacher oh no. really i go um right now for a program called achieve and it's based in wisconsin um it's online, it's, it's online. yeah um so so if we're it's so, average yeah <laughs> I had a Spanish class actually from a teacher in Wisconsin. Oh, really? Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. She lived on a boat, so. Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> really? Did she play folk music? I should have asked, but I couldn't <laughs> ask that in Spanish. So, yeah. so now, so now how, 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 how often do you all travel? I mean, you all. Like, We're on, on the road 24 7, so, yeah. so we don't have a home base. So you're. you're RV is your home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we gave all our stuff away. We have a home still in Green Bay, Wisconsin that didn't sell. It's being rented. But yeah, we have renters, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, oh, man. So well, we, we don't want to go. Well, I mean, we're not going back there. That's not, it's not, the idea wasn't to go out and then go back. It yeah. was really yeah. just to go out and just sort of Well, come to Gainesville, Georgia. You won't ever leave. Yeah, yeah you'll find your Really? Home. Yeah. Yeah. Th think Grace of, was born in Atlanta. Yeah. Th think of Australia with chicken plants, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then that you've got Gainesville. Okay. That's awesome. Well, what y'all are doing is really terrific. Your showcase tonight was really special. Thank you. And uh, y'all are just a, a pioneer family. Huh? Yeah, a modern-day pioneer family. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Well, thanks for taking the time out to say hello. Yeah, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure the Holland family is on the road somewhere out there in their RV, and all the best to the Holland family. I'm going to play you their version of that classic tune, Wayfaring Stranger, from their CD called Over Lands and Lays. I am a poor wayfaring stranger Traveling through this world No sickness, no toil, no danger In that fair land to which I go I'm going home, I'm going home to see my mother 
drop the cross of self tonight. Enter in that home with God. I'm going home. See my Savior. I'm going home. More to Holland family from, well, I guess they're from all over. So uh, Holland family, all the best to you. Safe travels and uh, keep making that great music. Well, folks, this is Ralph Taylor, and we're going to go ahead and close out the hour. I appreciate you very much being with me. It's been a wonderful trip for me to revisit Surfa and all those wonderful artists that were in attendance there at Montreat. And thank you for making me feel so much at home. Thanks to my son, Sam, for helping with all the interviews and so forth. Folks, I hope that your week goes on and that your circles remain unbroken. And remember, every life is a song. Every life is a song worth singing. I'll see you right here next Monday for another edition of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour.